Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, the resplendently dressed Benjamin Richardson, Thank you. and you and Patterson here too. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, you can subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. Now, I should say that we're smartly dressed because we're going to the football later on. And you and not I've, I've got my knees out. You and refuse to go and watch Newcastle United. No, I've got a book club that I'm going to later. Yeah. So oh, I used to go to a book club, but they wouldn't read the books I wanted to read. So if you can tell me, I'm kind of having that right now. Yeah. The last one is oh, I'm a bit of a stinker. So what is it? Uh, it's a comic. Huh? I don't want to badmouth the comic here though. <laughs> Anyway, I'm crossing the streams, sir. We'll farm our own. We are are here to talk about football curses. uh, Because recently, of course, Jack Grealish finally broke that Premier League losses curse that was, what, 19 games, I think it was? Yeah, and all he had to do was win a game to stop the curse. I wouldn't let them win games. It's funny, isn't it? Let me just ask a question. Was he wearing long socks this weekend? No. no, no, no. Okay, so it's not down. At He's the got his calves out again. I mean, right. they're, they're good calves, like. But seriously, mm. I, I can't stand this like this low sock bollocks. Oh. It's no, really annoying. <laughs> Despite being cursed, I think he's been blessed that he's never broken his shin yeah. so far so yeah. I wince every time I go. he goes in for a challenge. But yes, that is the catalyst for today's conversation. I want to talk about other football curses, and I genuinely for a split second thought, what what other football course curses are there? But a brief look online and a refresh of my memory, and there are. There are quite quite a few very yeah, memorable uh, ones. A, a surprising quantity of utter bollocks out there. <laughs> which, I mean, a, a lot, not, not many of them relating to individual players. No. I think probably the most famous football curse still in existence today, in as much as it, it, it exists, is uh, Benfica's Bella Gutman curse. Now, I'll take you all back in time to 1962. Wow. Uh, and Benfica had just overturned a 2 0 deficit to beat Real Madrid. Five, I think it's five three in the European Cup final, um, and quite understandably, after masterminding the success, Bellingham asked his uh, employees, "Please, can I have a pay rise?" And they said, "No." So I'm sure we've all been in that situation before, and understand his frustration. He, he, he didn't just so he quit on the spot as he would, but he didn't just quit. He cursed the club and said, "You'll never win a <laughs> European Cup again for 100 years." Right. Sorry, I have to ask. Did a lightning bolt strike down? Yes. <laughs> he did it at <laughs> night. Like wind blowing, rain he had coming a copy down. Of Michael Jackson's thriller on his head, and uh, <laughs> and uh, now Eusebio, you know, have a great mm-hmm. 
Eusebio, who Bell Gutman actually brought to the club. He um, overheard about him. So this is another great story, just going off a tangent. It was in a barbershop in Rio de Janeiro um, when some guy said, have you heard of this chap Eusebio who was in Mozambique? He's supposed to be this next emerging general. I said, oh, no, no. So he got the next plane to Africa, smuggled him out of the country un- under, a, <laughs> under a fake name. He was called uh, Ruth Masasas, I think. Um, just so like, he wouldn't get kidnapped. And obviously he went on to inspire his success. Eusebio himself went to Bella Gutmann's grave in Vienna to pray for you know this curse to be lifted. No avail. Since that curse, we've lost five European Cup finals and a further three Europa League finals. So, I mean, empirically, it exists. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that proves that curses are real then. I mean, you're yeah, saying that they were bollocks, but I mean, I've just... Well, I've convinced myself. I'm otherwise. easily swayed, <laughs> so that has just convinced me that there the curses is, are uh, real. Like... I find myself, you know, the the, you know, Romani curse or, or you know whatever we've been reading about recently. You sort of take them with a pinch of salt. And yet, there's other ones that I'm really inclined to believe in. Uh, the one I, the one that springs to mind is always the touching of the European Cup, the Champions League. Superstition. Oh, good too. So, yeah. uh, oh, good too. So, two. So we got uh, Ludovic Juli and Antoli Tomashuk. Uh, last, so that was 2004, 2005, and 2012. Those three players all touched the European Cup or Champions League trophy, whatever you want to call it, as they walked out. You find such it afterwards, after you've won it. Yeah. But as they Don't grope it as you come out, though. No, as yeah. they walked out, they touched it, and of course, all three I, teams lost. So there's three people in the history of the European Cup touched the cup and then didn't win the cup. How many people touched the cup and then did win the cup? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like you have <laughs> the information there. I don't have any information. I don't have the information. Yeah, I, would, I would wager it's many, 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 many more. No. I, I always think whenever I see them walk past it and someone, re- I just think, oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ewan, did you notice anyone touching the cup in the Champions League final? N- no. You I didn't see didn't. Harry Winks have a sly. Oh, no, I didn't. Fondle. I mean, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <Sly> <laughs> maybe it's a Soko did. I don't know. <laughs> that would explain the handball early on. That would, mm. that would make the curse even better if that. I wasn't, honestly, wasn't paying attention. I was a little bit drunk at that point. In what the about day. the previous year? Loris Carrius didn't try, try and touch <laughs> he it. He actually uh, he just he looked at it and like, started doing his hair. <laughs> he and, like, bonked his head off. Yeah, he stumbled yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Champions League <laughs> at trophy actually came alive and gave him a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> When are they replaying that final? By <laughs> um, you were talking as well about um, the Man United number sevens. It's yeah. fascinating history about that. Because obviously, classically, you're Cantona's best, Beckham's, Ronaldo, of mm-hmm. course. But in recent years... Yeah. Since Ronaldo left, we had Owen, who took the number seven shirt and was famous for doing the derby win against City. That was, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 and then after that, we've had um, Di Maria, Depay, uh, and then recently... Antonio Valencia briefly had it. Valencia, yeah. He, stood, he gave him, it back. Gave it yeah, back. And then yeah, he, he switched it back to 25. And then we've also had, obviously, Alexis Sanchez here with the seven. I think they've got a combined goal total of like 14 or something mm, ridiculous. Yeah. That's over the space of... 10 years, so... I don't think it's going to look up for Alexis Sanchez because he's about to go on loan to go Inter. Go to Inter, yeah. Who, by the way, had an excellent so anyone eyeing up, Conor, just to Anyone that eyeing up that number seven shirt right now must be thinking, Ooh. I mean, he, the fact that Valencia accident, like, actually you know, changed it back, that implies there's some sort of I shenanigan going on. I would argue that perhaps Antonio Valencia wasn't quite the maverick talent that Eric Cantona was. No, <laughs> no, that's that's also fair. Yep. But, you know, you look at a player like Di Maria and, you know, Memphis Depay as well, mm. both exceptional talents who, by all accounts, should have been able to go. I mean, you can talk about the different factors on at the time, you know, like the managerial um, positions. Obviously, Man- Manchester United's fortunes over the past decade have not been great. So when it when it comes so, to Manchester United shirts, mm-hmm. we also, there are some shirts that are cursed. I know you want to talk about... The great 
very yeah yeah because ferguson made them change was uh, that southampton though? it was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made got, them change out the gray kit so when they were last season was the first time in years that they actually had a gray third kit i think it was yeah was the uh, argument that they couldn't see apparently it? apparently mm. it made them it was like some sort of prototypical stealth suit mm. that made them vanish in of a south coaster <laughs> like you just don't pass to the players who are wearing red and white as well it's I because them. i always associate some of the best liverpool kits as being gray yeah, yeah. I, the, yeah. the one that looked like pajamas which yeah. the torres was an expert oh, i yeah. particularly loved that one like the metallic aluminium one yeah. that had the candy uh, sponsorship on is also i actually very bought lovely. a bootleg copy of that shirt when mm. it was in new york in 1992 mm. and cherished it very much yeah my uh, i particularly remember to go completely off topic there was that uh, footage i think last season mm. where there was the team playing in some fluorescent kit and they passed it to a steward because <laughs> they didn't realise he wasn't a machine. Honestly, it made me think it was Liverpool for a second because we've always had, we've, for the past since New ba- Balance have come in, we've had at least one mad kit. There was, the, there was the yeah. toxic green one from a few years back that and we one, had the one orange looked, one. Yeah, that green one, it looked like, did you ever use a dot matrix printer? <laughs> when it would when it would maybe sort of like when some paper would get jammed. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we had that one. They had the yeah. orange one the year after. The, the ludicrous Purple, and the purple, black one. and white. Oh, that was to be fair. The one that, that the, the third kit this year is really nice. It's based on the colours of the actual liver bird, which is yeah, really nice. I never like knew that. So there we go. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, like you say, there's there's these apocryphal tales <laughs> that are associated, and yet you kind of get sucked in by it. the Birmingham yeah, City one. Yeah, when when St Andrews was uh, founded. I can't remember back of what, 1904 or something like that. Mm. Apparently, they forced a traveling community off the site who subsequently cursed for Lancet 100 years. You'll Again, with a success. lightning bolt and yeah. rain in the it's background. It's always 100 years for some reason. Never like 56 years. It's <laughs> the strength of our power. Yeah. A, really, a really great apocryphal tale and one, again, borne out by evidence was um, the Argentinian side, uh, Racing Club de Avalanada. Um, it was, I try and remember the year, it was 1967 and an independiente, their fierce rivals, a fan of them, broke into their ground. And for whatever reason, I'm guessing it's some sort of South American superstition, Argentinian superstition, he buried seven dead cats in the ground. And since then, they couldn't win anything. Like, Wait, the, So they knew about the cats being in the ground? They did know about the cats. Presumably he left a note like, uh, broke into the ground, sorry about the cats. By the way, All the best. poor old whiskers down here is yeah. like underneath the... But anyway, they, they managed to exhume six of the seven cats. He's blatantly only Wait, buried six. He's only buried six <laughs> this cats is like, there. This is like some like serial killer he's stuff done, right no, he's now. Done, he's done that classic thing. The, the old, the, you know the, the tale where it's like you release three sheep into like a town centre with one, two, and four in on them. Yeah. And everyone goes, well, there's one more missing. He's only buried six that, cats Yeah, there. that's like uh, some well, sort of serial killer psychology right that's, there. That, that's what you'd think. But they found the six cats and continued to struggle. And in 1998, the club went bankrupt. So it's like, oh, why with we the went... funding for finding the cats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, we, why we went bankrupt? It's, it's the, 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 the cat detection budget. It's it's nothing to do with our palace finances. It's all down to deceased felines underground. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what they did is, you know, what a moneymaker this was. They had a priest perform an exorcism <laughs> in the ground, which attracted one hundred thousand people. Right? What? What? Hundred thousand people. I don't know if I think they're obviously congregating around the ground. Yeah. You know, to go and try. Was the priest also fed? Was a football game <laughs> happening at the same time? Uh, that, I don't, I'm not sure if he was also fed, but anyway, they managed to finally locate this poor dead cat of what remained of it, and in 2001, and promptly won 
the 2001 aperture of the opening championship. So there you go. Wow. Do, you think, do you think it's, it's a, a mentality thing as well with half? I, <laughs> like if I was told you're cursed, you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, you I think I think it, I think it's odd that it would endure for the better part of 60 years or, 50, or like half century. I think footballers more than as far as I can tell, any subset of society are uh, like extraordinarily superstitious. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has to do their own routines and sports people in general. So I think psychologically it could play on the mind. Do you know what I find, you know, with all these ones where it's a witch doctor or, you know, a, you know, someone who has been kicked off the ground or anything like that. Just just interrupting you, speaking of Birmingham, didn't Barry Fry once get someone to urinate or urinate himself on the corners of the ground to lift a curse? Possibly. There was it seems this, like the thing he would do. I feel like I, I, used to, I used to live in Birmingham. And I can't remember. I assume it's one of the, it's either Villa or Birmingham where they got either, you know, Birmingham, Birmingham City supporting builders built something in Villa and wrote some horrendous stuff on the walls and then, you know, put it away. Yeah. Or, yeah, or buried something or urinated. Or that something. sounds like, that sounds like the thing. You ever buried something under the corner flags? And, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 that was, I think they put, they put a, Birmingham City flag or yep. something under the centre circle, but as well, with all that, with mm-hmm. all those other curses, you you take them with a pinch of salt or whatever. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But there's, there's a more recent one that I'm very much inclined to believe, <laughs> and it's now got to the point where football clubs are banning players from doing this, and that is... Meeting Drake. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, I, I wouldn't discourage that as even without the curse, <laughs> but also I, with I, I, the I, fact I, that there's actual, you know, empirical evidence yeah. that every time Drake has shown up to meet a player, terrible things have happened. Then you know what? It's they're well within the rights. I must confess, I didn't know who Drake was before I came <laughs> right. on this podcast. He's not Francis Drake. I thought he's long dead. So, but yeah, um, I think. Leaving because our PSG met him, then they lost 5 1. Mm. So Roma banned him for meeting their players. And they've got some cheek. I think Ajax were uh, in the build up yeah, to the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Tottenham Ajax game. So, he was playing in Amsterdam and they were like, you do not go and see him. Still didn't stop anything. Yeah. I just I just want to ask who Roma think they are banning sports people attending their events because um, now you, you cast your mind. I don't know if you watch the snooker. I try not to. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> snooker, the greatest sport. Well. 
besides football. I was going to say. I was, one of the most surprising moments of my adult life was I was watching the final at the Crucible earlier this year, and I looked up and there was Roma's Stefan El Sharawi in the crowd <laughs> watching <laughs> watching Judge Trump and... Uh, uh, Alex Higg- and Alex Higgins, sorry, John Higgins in the final thought, what on earth is a Roma player doing watching snooker? Now John Higgins lost that match. He could very well turn around and say, hey Roma, stop sending your strikers. <laughs> Shirari ain't going around all the, the bloody snooker tournaments and like... Cursing John Higgins? I don't know. Well, he might be. He might yeah. be doing some sort of Harry Potter, you know, when Snape's murmuring under his breath. <laughs> all, all, <laughs> I can, all I can say is, John Higgins has never won uh, the snooker world championship while Stefan El Shirari has been watching. Good point. I mean... There's something in that. And yet, if they say Drake can't come at the Olympic Court, I don't get it. Is, uh, Liverpool ever had, been, had any curses? Um, there was a prevailing theory for a while, even though we did win the FA Cup and the League Cup afterwards, that we basically sold our soul to the devil uh, in Istanbul to actually make that comeback happen. And considering how unfortunate we've been since... Oh, yeah. yeah, terrible. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you've got to put it in perspective. I'm living in Newcastle right now. It's, yeah. um, it's, you're, and you're sat at a table with a Middlesbrough fan yes. and a Chesterfield yes. fan. Yes, I mean, you were playing Poolis Ball until this season, so yeah. I can't... Yeah. In, 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 we pers- dream of playing Poolis yes. Ball. In Someday, mate. Um, the fact that we mounted um, two Premier League title challenges straight after and came dangerously close to... Succeeding, but then falling ever so far. Slipping. Slipping, yep. Yeah. And then obviously we we didn't... <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that would... It, could, must, be, it yeah. must be hard. Though. I mean, obviously, you know, like you say, you've, mm-hmm. you've recovered magnificently magnificently yeah, even uh, since then. Uh-huh. But, you know, supporting a team that's cursed... Must, I, I, my mind is cast to uh, buy a Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. I re- by a Neverkusen. By a Neverkusen, yeah. as they were dubbed. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly harsh. Uh, they finished second uh, in the Bundesliga in 97, 99, 2000, 2002, uh, and 2011. But the 2001 2 campaign was the, was the real uh, yeah. fascinating one. I, I had no idea about this at the time. They lost yep. two of their final three games. They were five points clear with three games to go. Uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, won the title. And they lost the, what I assume that is the. German Cup final. The Pokal. The Pokal, is that how I'm pronouncing it? And the Champions League final. Courtesy of a wonderful Zinedine Zidane volley. It's just... I mean, it's, it must be hard being it, a fan of those sorts of so things. It sounds like a curse, but that's, that is exactly the thing. Those sorts of teams, right? It's only big clubs with big expectations that feel the curse when they don't win things. No one's asking, like, oh, what about the Fortuna Dusseldorf curse? I, to be, they actually might have won the Bundesliga at some point. I've just plucked it in. <laughs> off what about the, what about the Paderborn curse? Why haven't they ever won the Bundesliga? Mm. Maybe it's just because the fans have a realistic expectation. <laughs> See, in Middlesbrough, we don't think Middlesbrough are cursed. We know where. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, Stuart Dowden for years. I, he's left. He's gone. Oh, he's at gone. Blackburn now. Yeah, thankfully. Um, we know where, where the club stands. What we expect, and we even have a term for it. We call it typical bar. Like that, it's built into our mentality mm. that we are going to lose spectacularly at some point. Not that, oh, Bella Lugosi was at Ayrson Park in 1970 <laughs> and, you know, some, some nonsense like that. Well, one other curse I wanted to mention, which is another one that immediately springs to your mind when you talk about football curses, is kind of the reverse. It's not to do with losing games, although, you know, we can always all think of, you know, Gareth Bale, for example, not winning for seemingly for ages when he first joined Tottenham. Uh, but a, a footballer scoring and then causing death by doing that. Because that was surreal a few seasons ago. This is Aaron Ramsey, the angel of death. No. <laughs> what is the angel? You're a, a Syriac connoisseur. What is that in Italian? 
Uh, I don't actually know, but yeah, we'll see if it applies since he's joined Juventus. Not in Spanish, but unfortunately he's not going to like Angelito de la Muerta. Um, Aaron Ramsey, it was noted that in the hours preceding any of his goals for Arsenal, some major celebrity would pop the clogs. And the list is quite spectacular. Uh, hit list he's got. He's got Osama Bin Laden, uh, Colonel Gaddafi, Steve Jobs, David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Stephen Hawking, Roger Moore, George Bush, I think Luke Perry, most recently he caused the demise of. Now, it could be... Start off well there. I was going to salute yeah, him after I was the gonna first... Say, <laughs> I was going to say Aaron Ramsey's for... for Braver than the Marines. <laughs> the solution to all conflicts in Mesopotamia. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it could be that Aaron Ramsey, um, you know, he's like Charles Bronson or whatever, and he causes death. Or, or it could be that... You know what to do, but <laughs> always the back of the neck. <laughs> it, it could be that we simply, uh, the media reports every celebrity death at a much more heightened rate, and we yeah. take note of them, and there's practically a celebrity death every single day now. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when he scores his first goal. No, for, but they're all A-listers. You think Gaddafi's an A-list celebrity? He was an A-list celebrity I mean, he for was, a long time. Yeah, but not how I'd describe necessarily. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how he gets on and say, I'm looking forward to what happens. Berlusconi next. Berlus- well, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I don't wish death that, upon could anyone. Could that be but... a list? Ten celebrities Aaron Ramsey must kill. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's an option out there. Um, so, yeah, do, do you think players buy into these curses? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, th- definitely superstitions. I know Van Dyke, he refuses to play with short sleeves because even in the hottest weather, because he thinks it's, he? it's bad for his game. So you'll always see him in long sleeves. Is that a superstition or does he just have cold arms? I doubt he has. I mean, he was playing when it was absolutely sweltering in the Champions League final in um, June. He was the only player on the pitch wearing long sleeves. So it's... I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah. I know Peter, I've been listening a lot to uh, Peter Crouch's podcast mm-hmm. recently, and uh, yeah, he always talks about if he ever went on a run of form, he mm. would never want to sell his boots and his shin pads. He used the same shin pads. For oh, no, back shin, shin pads. I remember watching that really, that, you know, the Amazon Prime Man City documentary. Oh, yeah. They were talking about how they wash all the, the, the shoes and the pads and the socks and stuff and talk about how our, some of the players would be really mad if we don't, if we don't. If anything bad were to happen to these, so like players carrying stuff from childhood through mm. the, the modern day. We'll go back to Jack Grealish. Last mm. year, he wore the same set of boots throughout the whole campaign, and by the end, they were so tattered and worn. He looked like he'd been like cross country running or something, and mm. his sponsors much, must have been absolutely livid. Yeah, it's it's a re- it's the world. The world of superstitions is certainly something we can go sure into. Sure, numbers as well, particularly in Italy. It's um, it's not thirteen in Italy. It's the number seventeen is considered unlucky, mm. and that comes. Apparently, it's because um, spelled out in Roman numerals, XVII, is an anagram of Vixi, which is Latin meaning I I lived, therefore I am dead. So that's considered hugely unlucky in Serie A, and you don't see any players there wearing the number 17 shirt. Although, (laughs) I used to be a member of Inter Milan's mailing list. Were you? (laughs) That's quite a claim. Way back in the day, and they sent me a birthday card automated on my 17th birthday of all the times to do it. Happy oh. birthday. Good Is that a must, threat? They must have known I was a Juventus fan, I think. It felt, felt quite like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> any more football curses we can run through before we finish up here? Uh, I'm struggling to think of any right now. It just, they baffle me, some of these. What's mm. your favourite one out of these? Um, I ha- it, it has to be the cats. Yeah, the cats, the, the, the cats. Because it me. sounds like a serial killer like type thing. It's like, I've killed seven <laughs> cats and I've hidden <laughs> them all in the grave. And like they're not revealing the identities of where they are. And then the that whole mind game. It's forward planning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think you have, to, sh- you have to kill seven cats 
I mean, don't go out killing cats, but I think we should bring back curses in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you, well, if you could curse any Premier League footballer right now, who would you like to curse? Oh, Harry Kane. Harry Kane? Yeah, why, I, you why know what Harry I'd Kane? do? I'd hide all his crappy shaving products underneath uh, <laughs> the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> I don't think Harry Kane d- deserves that, personally. Yeah, he <laughs> who does. would you like to curse? Um, I, I couldn't care less about any of the Premier Maybe out of spite you and I'll curse more Salah. Oh, why? <laughs> why are because, because of his links, uh, his inadvertent links with the, um, who was it, the, the Dagestani fella? No, he wasn't from Dagestan, I forget. The, the warlord, the Chechenian warlord. Oh, ah. he's not friends with him. He was he was done up. Nevertheless. Armo would never meet up with him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he make a kid run into a lamppost recently? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but he, he came back and like <laughs> took a picture of him while he was bleeding down his face. <laughs> That's the yeah, If you had to do that, because otherwise that kid would be <laughs> Let me ask, if, if, if you just... I know it's nasty, but if you've just seen someone run into a lamppost, yeah. could you contain your laughter long enough to take a photo? <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> if you have your legions of fans, Benjamin Ritson, chasing you down the street, I don't. <laughs> in your cards, someone just just completely decks themselves. You just go to lean out and go, I, would, and I wouldn't slow down a laugh. But if I saw it happen, <laughs> <laughs> luckily I don't have legions of fans. Probably even fewer after this. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I'm off to go and kill some cats. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let us know your thoughts on this and all of the uh, curses in the comment section below. We, we, we could have talked about Serie today, you know. Could have done a roundup of that. We'll but... do it eventually, don't <laughs> worry. I, lo- I just love talking about this. We'll Maybe do... that's your curse. Maybe I... that's the curse. Of the I think the next one we have to do is The next thing we do, we do has to be about superstitions because I'm fascinated by football. When they do things like that, Milan's mm. white shirt. Yes, let us know your thoughts in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC, uh, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow you and Patterson at You and Ruins Things. You can follow Benjamin Richardson at It's BAR3 You can follow me at Adam Wilburn. You can follow us all at WhatCultureFC. And as I said, don't forget to subscribe to What Culture Football for daily football podcasts. This has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks to Benjamin and to you. Thank, and you. thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Don't kill any cuts. Don't <laughs> curse us either, please. That's a good <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.